welcome back to PH Expanded uh, with Mike McDonald. Uh, that's me. And uh, I am excited to be up super late. Just finished my blog. Hope you read it. Uh, I enjoyed writing that one. Um, it was a, a wild day for me and probably for you too, watching that Burnley game. But I had some uh, a few more tactical thoughts that I picked out from the game I wanted to share and uh, start a dialogue. Um, first of all, I always like to mention the sliding doors moment of the game, the moment that I think uh, changed everything that the game hinged and swung on. And I think it's hard to look past that penalty incident. Um, you know, as Arsenal fans, we uh, don't expect that. We have had so many VAR moments go against us, particularly last season. And so that was harem scarum there. And it could have gone either way. I agree that it wasn't a penalty. And on that rare occasion, Ramsdale was quick-footed enough to get a touch on it. And I saw that, but I still thought that the referee would uh, claim that he brought him down afterwards and um, and scare us uh, with a, a tied game with, with 25 minutes remaining. So I think that that was the key moment in the game and it uh, it swung our way. Thank the Lord for that. Um, anyway, moving on to a couple of positives that I've picked out tactically from the game. Uh, I've noticed something that... Um, we have started doing, uh, I think we started this against Norwich. If you can visualise the ball on the left, which it spends a, a lot of time at Arsenal on, on the left flank in the final third, I've noticed Pepe in particular backing up at the, at the back of the penalty area to create separation for our diagonal switch to the back post. It worked once in the first half and then once it was collected by uh, Nick Pope but I have noticed that and I thought that was clever. Everybody in front of Pepe is facing the ball and uh, focused on the cross coming in. And so as the back guy, if you can back up and create that separation uh, unnoticed, then you're going to give yourself a grand opportunity. And then if we can capitalise on that even further and possibly have the right back uh, on that particular occasion, I know Tommy Yasu doesn't come forward much, but on that occasion, come around the outside, then when Pepe does receive that ball, he can lay it off. And that's a, a, a really good opportunity. I think that's probably a passing pattern that they've been working on, would be my guess. Don't tell anybody. Uh, another one that I wanted to talk about, you've seen this one a lot, which is uh, the passing pattern that Arsenal use most frequently when they get out of the first phase of play, which is getting the ball out of the back into midfield. We turn our hips, which we've now got some midfielders that, that have more uh, elastic in their hips and like to turn them on like that sw Swiss chap. Um, and we hit the ball across the field, either to the player in the centre circle, who's either uh, Saka or Smith-Rowe ordinarily, um, or if we're further up the field, it would depend. But but that is working very well for Arsenal. And I think that that's maybe the number one way we're building up and looking threatening. If we can, of course, um, again, capitalise on that moment by um, being a little bit less sloppy in the final third. Is that a good word? Sloppy? I know the grass didn't help us at uh, Turf Moor, but... We're still sort of stumbling over the ball and misconnecting passes. and Or if we do get through, just 
you know, are finishing, like I said in last week's blog, is uh, ordinarily hand, uh, ending up straight in the goalkeeper's hands. So uh, we need to refocus in, in both those areas, but just thought I'd mention that. Here's a couple from the needs column. Um, so a lot of that um, pedestrian-like first half uh, seemed to me as if uh, we have, our, again, our practice passing patterns this time out of the back and that Burnley, to their credit, don't want to give them too much, had rehearsed these passing patterns, which is the downside of having passing patterns at all, is that if the other team have done their research, they might know how you are trying to uh, attack. So um, White and Gabriel didn't have their exit routes that they'd planned for. And so again, maybe a, a downside of of being somewhat overcoached in this regard is you can almost see that the players look a little lost and it's a shame because they're professional footballers and if you gave them no help whatsoever because of the level that they're at, they could ordinarily get themselves out of any form of situation because of the level they've got to in their trade. Um, but I understand it's important. I do some passing patterns too, but I was a little concerned that we looked stumped um, because we were we were pressing repeat on these automatisms that we have and positions we take up to get out, but they were blocking them off. Um, something that drove me crazy and has done all last season, less so this season, we've become in the last two games better, I think better, at um, uh, not setting the play and being a little more direct when we have the opportunity to counter-attack. Uh, that's my observation. And But, you know, the, it was the 34th minute and Saka got the ball and we were on a counter-attack and he set the play and setting the play is that term just to describe um, essentially dropping it or passing it backwards uh, to a midfielder to allow other players on your team to push up, get their shape, get into their, their vertical lanes that we play in. And it does that. But um, we've got to be careful when we do that. There's a time when you set the play and that's when um, you really need help up the field and the opponents already set up themselves. But gosh, I think sometimes Arsenal as a team just make football too difficult. Uh, and football can be simplified by just making it as difficult as possible for the opponent and when they're running the wrong way and they're trying to get back in their shape, you give them as little opportunity to do that as, as you possibly can. And I think we are too quick to make their life too easy. So hoping that's going to change. Here's a couple of hopes that I've got uh, moving forward. Um, I was very interested to see Erdegaard at central midfield. Uh, talked a little bit about that in the blog and how he was quite dominant in the first half. I do notice a couple of things with him. I talked about the spatial awareness, you know, his ability to scan and see players over his shoulder gives him that one-touch option out of pressure as well, which is delightful. But um, I'm wondering if the reason that we didn't buy an additional central midfielder and look a little light in numerically in that area 
is because the Erdegaard as a central midfielder dynamic was um, was always going to be an option for us. Um, I expected to play when I saw that lineup uh, in a triangle with Party as the is the sole defensive pivot and uh, Erdegaard and Smith row ahead of him but it wasn't that really was it Erdegaard was absolutely Thomas Partey's partner um, and and that was obvious and he did uh, incredibly well of course what you lack when you have a player with that much silk and and grace um, it, uh, but without the physical side of the game you play a team like Burnley and you can play your game which we did well in the first half because uh, Erdegaard is Arsenal all over, isn't he? He's Arsenal at its best over any generation that we've watched this team. Um, but you lack that steel, don't you? That physical strength, that ball-winning ability. And that's fine. It's hard to find somebody that has both. Um, Thomas Partey probably does, and he'll get there too. Just wondering um, what the future is with Erdegaard and uh, hoping that we can still find opportunities for, for Sambi and, and uh, Maitland-Niles. I'm sure we can, but um, I'm enjoying uh, Maitland-Niles' performances at central midfield. And uh, I, I absolutely see a huge benefit there to the team, especially what he did in the last 20 minutes, um, bringing some calmness uh, to the game with his, uh, just with his posture and the way he plays the game. I absolutely love that. Um, the last thing I want to mention is um, moving forward, uh, I can't get away from the fact that when you play under the cosh, be it against Burnley, a more physical team, or any team who's more dominant as Burnley were for the majority of that second half, the Arsenal have to find themselves a physical uh, centre-forward as an option whether he is a big money purchase in January or the summer to replace Aubameyang or Lacazette or both, or just an option from the bench. Um, now, the perfect uh, short-term solution would have actually been this summer to bring Giroud back, because he's still netting goals everywhere that he goes. And when you're struggling and you need somebody to hold the ball up, there isn't anybody better in football than Giroud. And of course, he gives you that one-touch option that you can play off him like a, a pivot. Um, he's still excellent at that. And so that would have been a short-term solution. You know, I'm a huge fan of Dusan Vlavic, Fiorentina, who are doing very well, and he's doing very well. Um, he's not particularly quick, but he's strong, deceptive with his movement, um, and plays like a warrior and... I really feel like that's the missing piece for Arsenal. I mentioned in the blog about movement in the box. It's that too. But um, there are too many situations in games where I look around the field and the bench and the squad and the injuries and think, OK, well, if that guy was there, we'd be fine. Or we've got this guy on the bench because this isn't working today so we can replace. But we don't have anybody in the entire club who has that physical presence to help us in situations where we desperately need to get out. And there's going to be so many of them this season as we, you know, our team pushes towards the team that it wants to be. Um, and that would be my next move if I was Arsenal. Hey, thanks for listening. This is a little shy of 15 minutes, but gosh, it's nearly midnight here. 
I'm tired and uh, got to go hit the sack and uh, rejuvenate myself for tomorrow and hopefully Chelsea beating Tottenham. Cheers. Ta-da.